Happy November! Happy November! Ha! Can you believe it? No, I can't. Cannot. <laughs> That's just flipped on by this. I've, suddenly everybody's talking about changing clocks, and I'm like, changing clocks? We don't do that till, oh, oh okay, here we are. <laughs> so do we start with changing clocks, carries, or pumpkins? Oh boy, we've got all of it. Yeah, Matthew Perry's mm-hmm. Yeah, we could, Aww. we should, we should probably, that's hard, it's kind of hard to talk about it. I mean, it's not like a person that you actually know, but it's a person that you kind of invited into your living room for 30 years, you know? <laughs> so true. The Friends streaming uh, song has tripled the streaming downloads. I believe it. I believe it. I remember something on their soundtrack from Toad the Wet Sprocket, if you guys remember that 90s group. Yeah. One of my favorite songs was Good Intentions by them. Like just one of the songs that was in like this little soundtrack that they made for friends, and they had a video for it and everything. Aww, it was so good. I don't remember um, this. So there was like a friends soundtrack that came out when the first show yeah, first started. Yeah, probably between their first and second season. Uh-huh. Um, the impact of a meal goes well beyond feeding our bodies, because when people are fed, futures are nourished. And with your help, together we can end hunger. Join the movement at feedingamerica.org slash act now. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. It's one of those stories I just, I can't get enough, like from the moment that I heard about it, which was actually from you, Anna. Then I looked it up and, and I was just like glued to TMZ all weekend, just waiting for anything, any information, any response from anybody. And, and I knew that you weren't going to, like, suddenly Jennifer Aniston wasn't going to be on Instagram. I just knew that. Like, instinctively, yeah. I'm like, okay, they're going to they're gonna all get together and they're going to craft a statement together and you're not going to hear a word personally out of any of them. And mm-hmm. that's held true. Uh, other people are starting to, other actors and people who worked with him are commenting and posting. But the five of them, and I don't blame them, it's like a family member died, you know? It's so personal. Yeah. I did see the latest report was that there are, were no drugs in his system. Right. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah they, they, they don't have the final toxicology, but none of the big main suspect drugs. Yeah, nothing like that. But then then you're like, well, if he just had a heart attack or an aneurysm, why don't they say that, you know? So right. I, it's still, I think they're still looking for something, but it's just so tragic. I feel bad for his assistant. I mean, it's not his fault. He sent him out on an errand and he came back from the errand. But, oh, you know, yeah. what if he'd come back sooner? Or what if he'd... You, mm-hmm. you probably can't help thinking those thoughts. Like, what if I'd done something different? Rest yeah. in peace, Chandler Bing. I know. Mm-hmm. And, that you know, there's this thing circulating all over social media and everywhere about one of the statements that he made in his book was that he, he knows he'll mostly be remembered for friends, but he also wants to be remembered as someone who helped people and he had you yes. know he started a, a, a rehab place for men and and he was really he worked very hard to help other people with their sobriety and and that's what he wanted to be remembered for so I want to try to make an effort to uh, to do that but also you know I've never seen any yeah. of his movies I never saw the whole nine yards or any of those I've seen studio 60 on the sunset strip that was pretty good 
I'm going to maybe see if I can check out some of them. Fool's Rush In, I guess, was, was really good with Salma Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to try to do that. But, yeah, it was sad. Sad. So he did get casted to, to some movies. That's right. He did. Oh, my gosh. I, I think he, he made quite a few movies, and he was in quite a few TV shows after, after Friends. He was on a remake of The Odd Couple and a couple other things. Nothing ever stuck quite as well. But, you know, I think really only Courtney Cox had... I mean, now Jennifer Aniston has the morning show, which is which yeah. is really really a great quality show. But yes. it's not like a big, you know, worldwide success. I mean, you have to really know it. You have to know about it. Mm-hmm. And um, but Courtney Cox, I think Cougar Town was was a pretty successful, popular show. And now she's on something new called Shining Veil. Vale, but none of the rest of them did anything, you know, lasting that I can think of. Yeah. Joey Tribbiani didn't have a movie. Oh, he had the one. He was like with the monkey or something. I can, for some reason, I'm imagining him with the monkey. Why? <laughs> Why there, is that? There was the something, Friends something bears. episode with the bear monkeys, but. Yeah, Russ had a monkey for a while. Marcel. I remember that monkey, but this one's a bigger monkey. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Well, what is the name of Joey Tribbiani's real name? Joey. <laughs> oh, Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. Okay. Yeah. Matt LeBlanc. Monkey. <laughs> movie. Matt That's LeBlanc, monkey movie. M- monkey <laughs> movie. Monkey baseball movie. Okay. Oh, baseball. Oh, now okay, it's getting. Maybe that's what it was. Wow. It says everything but the title. That's great. Oh, Ed. Ed. <laughs> Ed? Ed. Yes. <laughs> and then Phoebe had a few, was in some things I remember too. She's been yeah, she's been in a lot of stuff too, but again it's it's all like stuff that's, you know, um I guess now with streaming services everything's kind of boutique, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. boutique. Good word. Yeah, boutique. Thank mm-hmm. you. So special. <laughs> I like that word because there's a there's a Claire's boutique, so where you can get very cute earrings. Yes. Oh my god, that's where my daughter got her ears pierced. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she was a toddler and it took two people. Oh. To hold her down? <laughs> well, <laughs> she was only three years old. Instead of doing them one at a time, they just had one person with one of those piercing guns at each ear at the same time. And then, oh, actually, it took three people because a third person was holding a teddy bear saying, look at this. And she was like, oh, and then they did it. And she was about to cry. But then they went all to her and went, oh, it looks so pretty. And it made her forget that she got pierced. They were good. Shout out to Claire's Boutique. Great people. At the one at least at the Bellevue Square. Does she yes, still, love, still exist? Does she still like earrings, or is she like ugh, trauma? You know. <laughs> oh yeah, she was all about wearing earrings at one point. Claire's is still around, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I feel like I'm still able to carry around their little pink baskets. Recently. <laughs> well, I thought I thought it was so funny how Claire was trying to purposely grow pumpkins, and Anna accidentally. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm that so is jealous. so crazy. You guys were purposely doing it, huh? Yeah, we, we had a garden and, you know, we grew pumpkins mm-hmm. last year and it didn't, we had some problems with insects and stuff. So this year we were, we were like organic gardeners, but, you know, we like try to use different remedies and stuff to keep the bugs out and, you know, all that stuff and cultivated it. And we did really well. We had like two like really successful pumpkins and we purposely grew the smaller, like what they call pie pumpkins, right? So these were kind of big for pie pumpkins, but, you know, small for like 
giant jack-o'-lanterns, but they still came out good. There were a few others that were really small, and we were so proud because we didn't do starts this year. We grew everything from seeds, every single thing, and not all of them were successful. Mm. Like, we got one eggplant for the entire summer and one green pepper. How do you not get, get more than one green pepper? What happened here? <laughs> but we also have a crap ton of tomatoes and squash and flowers and just like other stuff so anyway but the pumpkins we were so proud that like these little pumpkin seeds grew and and so and i thought like we were like the greatest gardeners in the world until i heard anna's story oh i'm so (laughs) sorry well let, let me ask you this is it is it hard to grow pumpkins i don't think it should be i just don't think we have good soil for it i think that there is one place in the yard where sharon's father really beautifully cultivated the yard and if you just sneeze things grow there right <laughs> but but everywhere else in the yard you we really have to work to amend the soil and do some work to it and so i think that we grew the pumpkins in one of the more difficult places and now in our third year we finally had success so i don't think it's that hard to grow pumpkins it's just it, our where we grew growing one was hard. I thought somebody told right. me it was a little bit they there they had to do some special things like Maybe. take a dropper and then like be really baby babysitting it or something. Was oh, it no, you, we didn't, Lori, that told me? We didn't do anything like that. that. No. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, no, no, we just had to put in some good good compost and good mixing around and and you know, bug control. That's what we had to do. I will point out also that in a day <laughs> we have <laughs> We have three tomato plants, right? Two of them that we planted, like I said, some seed, they did really well. Our third tomato plant came from, I don't know where, literally grew a crack in the sidewalk. Like, not even in the garden. What? Like, the other side of the yard that is all concrete, and there are steps, and one of the steps had a crack in it, and a freaking tomato plant grew out of there. And it is huge, and they're the most delicious tomatoes in our garden. So, (laughs) everything I said before about having to amend the soil and all that work, Sometimes plants just grow wherever the hell they want, and they do really great because of it. And I think that's what happened to you, Anna. So that one grew and even broke into uh, broke out of a concrete? Yes, it broke out okay. of the concrete, and it grew such a root system below that it is a massive plant. We had to, like, build, it, like a cage wouldn't do it. Sharon got a couple of her sawhorses out. And we we hiked it up on the sawhorses and then put, like, she put, like, this string system to give them something to go around. And it's still, even though we just had a couple of frosts, it's still breaking out a couple of tomatoes because (laughs) it's in concrete. So, like, those roots are, like, we're not dying. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. That's amazing. All of that that hard work you do and and something just grows out of a crack. So last year, we bought a bunch of pumpkins from the store, white and green and and orange kinds and some that were just weird looking. And so there was this white one that I just love so much, but I let it rot like all year on this this thing that wasn't even a garden or anything that grows on it. In fact, nothing grows on it except for little speckles of grass. And it's just dirt and and, and um, stone that's just kind of uh, holding up our patio uh, full of concrete. So stones. It was just stones. I had meant to just clean that crap up as it was just disintegrating. Then spring comes along and I'm like, I'm not touching that. It's so gross. And it was just a pile of mush and seeds. And I'm like, I just got to have to, like, use gloves and, you know, a shovel or something and and just get that out of there. And I just never did. Well, then it was like the end of June. It was time for our Italy trip. I don't have that pumpkin on my mind. Remember, we were, like, out of town for, like, two and a half weeks. 
we did have our neighbor water our grass because we were afraid of it getting dry during the really hot season. And she must have been watering our rocks, too, because (laughs) we get home. We're dropped off by Uber with our big old backpacks. And we see this long old vine uh, coming from the rocks and a little fruit, like, you know, coming out of it. I'm like, we don't even know what it is. We're like, what is growing? Did did our neighbor, like, decide to plant something without us knowing? And we're like, what is that? And it didn't take long for it to reveal itself to be a pumpkin. And it was, all, I mean, this vine was, like, all across our big yard. We're like, what the heck? We see another one growing, like, in our dead, dead <laughs> bush. We can't really get to it because it's just nestled smack dab of the middle of the bush. And then, like, close to our cars, an area that's kind of more rocky is, like, this, this other pumpkin. And it's a pretty okay size. <laughs> but the one <laughs> that grew in, during in our Italy trip, like, it is as, it's not as big as a jack-o'-lantern, but it, it's, like, maybe a mini jack-o'-lantern. And it, they're all green. They don't look like it's Mama, who I think it's this Mama, because the, the Mama was white. That's what the I was going to ask white. you. They, they never, they, so they didn't, they weren't white gourds. They were actual, they turned into actual orange pumpkins? They are all green. And the one that is a big old, almost jack-o'-lantern size, its vines died and our landscapers, they decided to just on their own, just take the vines or whatever and kind of detach it from its pumpkin, from yeah. the pumpkin, which is just kind of sitting there now. But yeah, it's alive and well. I mean, it's, just, you know, as alive as a pumpkin that's detached from its vines could be, but the others are <laughs> right. still attached and and nice and grow. They, I, I decided to name our, our Italian pumpkin... <laughs> Italo, because that was the Italian bullet train that we were like, you know. <laughs> Italo. Italo the pumpkin. Italo. <laughs> wow. But, That's amazing, you know. though. But they do. those Once they take off, those vines fly. If you want to get the pumpkins to grow, you have to kind of keep the vines in check because, you know, like with all plants, you want the energy to go into growing the fruit or the vegetable, not like growing more leaves, right? So it doesn't matter whether it's, you know, you pinch your tomatoes and you prune your roses and all that kind of stuff. But if you if you leave pumpkins for long enough, those vines will go everywhere. And we've had some, yeah. there's like a like one section of old chain link fence between ours and the neighbors that um, we, we replaced all the other fence, but this section is hard to replace for various reasons. And last year, the vines went through and grew pumpkins on the other side of the chain link fence. Oh. It's, but it's between the chain link and there's another fence, so it's like this no man's land, and there, we couldn't do anything about it. They were just, this poor pumpkins just grew in the middle of this fence. Hi! Oh. <laughs> this year, we were like, okay, keep the pumpkins out of the fence. And I think one of them grew in yeah. the neighbor's yard. Like, they just, they fly around. Man, yeah. <laughs> Every time we passed by, we would laugh because it was so crazy that this happened. The rotting sort of made it its own compost, right? I mean, I think so. Yeah, yeah. if you had just thrown the seeds out, you may, they may or may not have grown, but because you left the whole thing to there to get smushy and rotty and all nitrogeny, you made like the perfect little environment for it. I guess so. And it's not even a place where things grow, like our tomato but, crack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, tomato crack. We got a pumpkin crack. Right. I love that. It reminds me of like those, uh, did you ever watch those like life after people kind of documentaries? Like fake, they're not really documentaries because they're kind of projection, but like, you know, they, 
they like what what would happen if people just left the earth one day what would happen you know and basically mm. plants would take over and tear down all the buildings right i mean that's kind of the upshot right. and so i always think about that when, when when you talk about stuff like that like you're right if left unchecked they probably would not just the pumpkins but a lot of stuff would grow all over the place and eventually just take over your house <laughs> this is part of why i'm afraid of potatoes because <laughs> because i know because they're going to rule the world. They will kill me in my sleep and then take over the world. And they're not supposed to. They're supposed to be dead and sitting there waiting for you to mash them and eat them, right? But they're yeah. not. You keep them in a cool, dark place, and they're secretly plotting your demise. <laughs> like a cat. Like a cat. Only you can't wow. pet a potato. <laughs> well, you could. <laughs> they get fuzzy. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> you guys are like reminding me of like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. In that book, like the dolphins are supposed to be able to escape Earth or something. And yeah. they're like, see you guys later. Thanks for all the fish. <laughs> 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 and here you are. Cats, potatoes, and pumpkins. They're all, and, and cockroaches. Kinda, that's all that's going to be left. Got to survive. <laughs> after the apocalypse, we're going to have giant, <laughs> giant cats and roaches that do nothing but eat pumpkins and potatoes all day. Oh, man. <laughs> Thanks, Lori, for getting us on that topic. <laughs> right. Though I really feel like Lori's onto something because cats, they are one of the most resilient creatures, it seems. I Like, my family had cats until they found out I was, like, allergic. Nope, even when I was allergic, they kept them. But anyway, I mean, they they don't care. They don't care about being alone, but they'll also socialize when they can. They protect themselves. It's true about having nine lives. It's true about curiosity. All of the cliches that you hear about <laughs> cats, they do all of those things. It, it's true that they have no sense of, like, distance or depth perception. You know, you'll, you'll watch a cat, like, do that this thing where they kind of, like, decide if they're going to make a jump and it looks like they're measuring and deciding but they don't know crap right and <laughs> eventually they'll just make the jump and they'll like either way overshoot it or they'll undershoot it they always land on their feet they're just like built at, at a certain distance like a, if a cat falls like four feet it won't land on its feet but if it falls like 10 feet it will because it can do this crazy wow. twist so they're just fearless and and not always very smart they're intelligent but not very smart cats are like perpetual 14 year old boys and sometimes they're not nice. Well, then they're perpetual 14-year-old girls. <laughs> My brother-in-law has That's a cat. Great. And he loves it. So when they go on vacation, I cat sit. And it's a scaredy cat. Like, it'll sit on his lap, but it's never going to sit on my lap. And the other day I was looking for it. I'm like, oh, no, I didn't let it out by accident, did I? And it was in their bedroom sitting on the back of a chair and petting, petting. And it's like purring. And all of a sudden it's like... <laughs> I was like, ooh, what did I do? Okay, bye now. Back out of the room. (laughs) Wow. My cat Tybee's like that. She is the sweetest, cutest little kitty cat you have ever seen in your life. And you just, everybody wants to pet her because she's so soft and little and fuzzy. And she's like a little demon, man. Not always. Like when she's in a good, happy mood, I love you, I love you, I pet you, I pet you. And then she'll just be like, I am done. And, and just like whack with these claws. And like she doesn't bite you, but she bares her teeth in this way. And she's like five Whoa. pounds. It's like, what do you, why do you have an attitude? You're only five pounds big, you know? But it's scary. Like, okay, I'll just back away over here, you know. (laughs) The the description of the scaredy cat thing is is a true thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're so much scared as they're mad. Yeah. 
annoyed almost. I'm annoyed that maybe. you frightened me. Get away from me. Yeah. Or that you exist. <laughs> or that you exist. Right. <laughs> so mean. And I always feel like they have this look on their face like um, like when the dog goes by. Like the dog smells like dog, you know? <laughs> Do you remember from, um, I'm probably the only one who would make this analogy, but um, in Twilight, I can't remember if it was in the book or the movie or both, but there was this like, it was very much like the vampires were cats and the werewolves were dogs. And there was this kind of running joke am- among the vampires oh, yeah. that the werewolves smelled like dogs, yes. you know? Yes, that and was in the book for sure. I think that was in the book. I always think yeah. of that with the cats, like, oh God, like teenage <laughs> girls, oh, you smell like dog. Ew. Ew. You know? <laughs> But then you know what? Your breath smells like cat food, so back off. (laughs) (laughs) And you both lick your ear. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) We all know it. I hate being allergic to them. I bet you do. I I think it's funny. I think funny that, that you were allergic and your parents still kept them around anyway. Well, they were they were more outdoor cats than anything. So we always had outdoor cats growing up, but then somewhere along the way, we all kind of learned that they live longer if you keep them indoors. And so oh. I've never had an outdoor cat since. Barley likes to go out. We have like the backyard, like she can just go out, and she's old, so old now that she just kind of sticks, kind of just goes and finds a spot yeah. to sit in the sun. But I only let her out when the dog is out. I call it the dog escort um, <laughs> because I don't want you know in case any raccoons, not that I ever see them, but in case any critters walk by or like a bird of prey. We do have eat hawks and stuff around here that could easily pick her up. So I think the dog is a good deterrent for that. But, you know, we keep an eye on her, but she's just so happy. She rolls around and she eats grass and then she throws it up and then she's... (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) Yep. I raised my kids on an island and we'd be driving down the road and you'd see this big poster on a on a telephone pole and it'd say missing cat you know and we laugh it's like these poor townies they just move over here and they don't get it that we have coyotes you know right <laughs> oh absolutely yeah you exactly i would yeah exactly townies right you don't know yeah yeah coyotes owls uh, owls owl, owls will absolutely when we moved to um, Mercer Island, people were like, do not let your cat, or even a small, you even can't even let a small dog outside. And Mercer Island's the city. It's really the city, but, you know, they're just owls and eagles and hawks. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't think there's coyotes on Mercer Island, but they have, occasionally you'll get a mountain lion. I know of several people who've talked about having, like, chihuahuas taken away by, by birds. Oh. Yeah. So you, you really got to watch it. Golly. You know, I haven't seen an owl here in the Pacific Northwest until like maybe two years ago. You don't hear them? I don't know what really they sound like. I mean, I know they go hoo 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 hoo, but (laughs) I don't know if I maybe heard it. I wouldn't know if it was really an owl. Uh The first time I saw it, Mark and I were just sitting outside and there's a huge tree that can like contain any critter in the world (laughs) that is right next to our house between our our house and the other neighbor. We're just sitting there and it's usually around when the bats come out, you know, it's like after a sunset. And then suddenly this, we see this, this big, huge bird just fly from the tree over to our next door neighbor's house. And it's just standing there on its, on, on our neighbor's roof like in full view and I did yeah. not realize that they were like as big a I don't know they're not as big as cars right I mean they're <laughs> maybe a they're bigger car. than lunch boxes <laughs> yeah but they're bigger than lunch boxes well there's all different kinds there's tiny owls too but yeah 
Some of those owls are huge. This is the one. This looked like the exact kind that you see with a graduation cap and a, and a <laughs> and monocle. And a monocle. Yes. And it tells you how many licks it takes to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop. <laughs> Even bigger than that guy. But yes, that kind of owl. One. Or the Hooters two, owl. Three. Hooters owl. <laughs> His eyes it's, look like wait, boobs. Is there a Hooters owl? I guess there is. Well, I never noticed the owl <laughs> some part. People, it depends on who's looking at it. So, so in the eyes of the beholder, really. It's either an owl or someone's chest. Remember when Hooters had an airline for a minute? <laughs> no. Do you don't remember that? They was did. it like Virgin Airlines? I was really. I for- or the opposite of Virgin Airlines. I forget what airline it was that partnered with them, but they had they had a bunch of planes that were that were styled like Hooters, and the freaking poor you know flight attendants were basically had to be Hooters girls. So imagine yeah. like, okay, your primary job as a flight attendant is to make sure no one dies. Like that's literally your job is to keep people alive on an airplane, but, and then maybe serve some food. And so then like you've got who you have to wear that outfit and all of that kind of stuff. Oh my God. I just can't even imagine, but yeah, it didn't no. last, didn't last very long as you can imagine. <laughs> Plus, man, airplanes get cold. You're right? In those little short shorts. What right? are those called? Crop tops? <laughs> yeah. Hey, let me look this up. Hooters. I mean, Hooters, I guess it's nice Hooters that they get Airline. to wear tennis shoes, but. Hooters Air was an airline headquartered in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Of course it was. <laughs> oh, my God. Hooters lines, huh? <laughs> Hooter Air. It what lasted. Was it called? Oh, it lasted for three years, from 2003 to 2006. <laughs> 2000, till 2006? Okay, yeah. okay. That's so funny. Parent company like, Pace Airlines. Hooters, I mean, I, I don't really feel like the Hooters are, are they making it? Like, are, I thought some closed. Some actual restaurants, though. Is Hooters still in business? According to December 29 2022 fact check hooters is not shutting down oh okay. uh there's no valid to the story concept change stay uh hooters is closing locations re-strategizing because millennials aren't that into boobs oh look there's the owl you're right there's an owl <laughs> <laughs> about that i never noticed that so did, <laughs> did i ever tell you my big brother big sister story no oh god oh so worked for big brother big sister let's just say there was a navy town nearby and uh one of the navy guys was so great to be there for the kids in fact he was the big brother for several kids boys and for some reason he decided it was a great idea to take them to hooters (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) they do have good food or so i'm told (laughs) everyone knows about their hot wings right (laughs) Did he did he get a, a talking to? Oh yes. Oh yes. Mo- moms were not very happy. <laughs> but I bet was the- it boys and girls? Yeah, well, with Big Brother Big Sister, it's you know, male to male, female to female. So he had three right. actually little brothers and one time he took them all like to the zoo or so- I mean, he was a great guy. Just like, "Hello, did you like think about this before you took him?" And, yeah. So, oh my God! Definite damage control. I bet the boys enjoyed it, though. <laughs> I'm, sure I'm not saying more they. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying yeah, the, they nine it. to thirteen. I think you know. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Oh, God, that's so funny. That is great. <laughs> so that became part of the training. If you signed up, one of the things is, now you know you can't take them to, like, you know, Hooters or anywhere like that, right? Like, really, you have to put that in your training. That's not common knowledge. <laughs> And while you're at it, don't take them to Deja Vu. Yeah, right. <laughs> no good. If it has the word gentleman's club in it, probably not appropriate for our program. And don't hire an escort to no. chaperone. Is that is that relatively new that it the big brothers and big sisters are male to male and female to female? Well, it may be different now, but when I worked there, you know, they just uh, they, they would let women uh, have little brothers, but they never let men have little sisters. Got it. Okay, Got that it. makes sense. Okay, because when I yeah. when I was a kid, um, well, like thirteen or so, um, there was a lady that I uh, babysat for, and there was a boy that that she called her little brother that I just assumed was her little brother, <laughs> and then. Um, when we, when I, when I got a little older and I could babysit and she had a, she and her husband had a baby and I started babysitting for them. And I said, well, why doesn't your little brother babysit for them? <laughs> and she's like, I don't have a little brother. And she's like, oh, you mean, you know, Dan, I think his name was Daniel. And she's like, oh, no, he's not my actual little brother. He's my little brother program, little brother. And that's yeah. when I learned about that. You know, he wasn't in the program anymore. I think he, I can't remember what his situation it was a good situation, whatever it was, something, <laughs> something good happened to him. And he, he was no longer in the program. Um, and that was when I first heard about it. I'm like, what a great idea. Cause it's, and I didn't even realize it was still around, but it's, it's, mm -hmm. um, it's really just mentorship, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and at the simplest form, you know, I remember I ran a program for, um, high schoolers that would match up with elementary school and they so got it. They would just come and read a book or play basketball or hang out. Whereas the adults were like, okay, well, do I need to take them here? And do I need to buy them gifts? It's like, no, just hang out. It's just, you know, being a friend. But it was so much harder for adults to understand just the impact of just being there. Uh, you know, they always felt like they had to do something or bring something, which sets a precedence and isn't a good thing either, uh, you know, and it's right. hard to explain yeah. that. But, yeah, so it's just it's just being there for a kid. And, you know, it's, it's kids that come from single moms or maybe they have a sibling that's disabled, and so they're not getting any kind of a attention you know the kids always in the hospital so it's a way you know for a, a child to just to have some adult you know um contact and it's a you know of course they have all the background you know sometimes you hear things about big brother big sister but they have a very vigorous background check and, oh i'm sure they do yeah sure. so but yeah i think it, i think they do good work yeah and the high schoolers in the program, uh, because they had such a great time and they could see the impact, like the littles would be like, their moms would call me and go, oh my gosh, my kid keeps saying, is it Wednesday, is it Wednesday? Because that's when they would meet with their big. And so Aww. a lot of them, when they graduated and got into college, once they got out of college, they would sign up to be a big brother or big sister. Huh. Wow. Yeah, because they saw the impact and how, you know, just being there and hanging out could make such a difference. I love how you call them the bigs and the littles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah. Well, I wanted to uh, wind back to Halloween real quick because I saw the pictures from the annual uh, Halloween costumes <laughs> at who the do you radio think, station. Which, who do you think won? 
Just well, I guess. know who won because he wins every year. Right. And, and, and I'm not, like, denigrating him because he's a great guy and he puts a lot of thought into his costumes. But I got to admit, this year, I don't think his was the best costume. Like, it was good. Like, I, I'll give you that. It was good. But I think Anna really went above and beyond. I mean, it's, seriously. It's on, our, it's on our Facebook page if you want to see Anna's costume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I I was I actually did vote for him. Uh and by the way folks, Benny's costume <laughs> was cocaine bear. <laughs> you know you couldn't see it in the on the photo, but if you seen cocaine bear, it, his whole mouth was covered in powder, white right. powder. And um he had the same like red bag with the rainbow handle just like <laughs> like they threw off of the, the roof and it was filled with bags of powder <laughs> i could not stop talking about this guy but uh yeah thank you so much the, i was a pinata everyone mm-hmm. how did you and do that i didn't i just bought it from amazon <laughs> oh well that's why benny won no i'm just kidding <laughs> well here here's the thing though this is the weird thing Backtrack, I, I'm one of the assistants for my boss who is working from our Phoenix office. He has a separate sales coordinator uh, that does my exact same role there. She was also a pinata. <gasps> really? Her costume looks exactly like mine. She must have gotten it from Amazon, too. And I know she's an Amazon member. It is the craziest thing of all the things you can get from Amazon or anywhere in this world right. and not discussing it. Both of his assistants were pinatas. <laughs> so funny. He he and I ca- talk to each other, and I'm like, "Yeah, I was pinata." He's like, "Crazy thing, Candace is a pinata too." <laughs> and I'm like, "What? Are you serious?" It's like, "Yeah, I thought you guys had coordinated that, being the coordinators." <laughs> <laughs> Did people try to hit you all day? <laughs> no, but I had one of those gift wrap rolls, so it's yeah. long enough, and you could like, you know, it doesn't hurt, and it would yeah. make a funny sound. <laughs> and then and then you threw candy at people. I imagined having candy in my sleeve, so everybody, somebody hit me, it'd be like, whoa! <laughs> Sometimes I'd fall. That's hilarious. <laughs> Sharon was telling yeah. me that when, when she was a little kid, her, her brothers are, are a little older, and they would, I can't remember which brother now, must have been, must have been Greg, they would hang a pinata in the house. Like, they had, there's this, this wow. kind of like, you know, uh, what's not cathedral ceiling but the ceiling kind of goes up a little bit in the living room and they would there was a plant hook there and they would hang a pinata from there and she and the little kids would like hit it and i'm like there's this huge glass cabinet there and i'm looking at that thing and sharon goes goes, that wasn't there and i'm like okay i feel so much better now (laughs) that sounds terrible but like that's pretty cool you know i've never heard of a pinata in the house we always did them outside right right you know, yeah. it's funny, just a few short years ago, we were talking about how do we get the Halloween candy to the kids, and we were talking about, like, a slide or a tunnel. I mean, look how far we've right. come. Right. <laughs> I remember that conversation, how we were going to build little shoots to mm-hmm. because of COVID to get to get the oh, candy out there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My Facebook memory popped up with <laughs> uh, with our candy shoot. Mm-hmm. Wow, we were all into it, too. It was yeah. <laughs> That was yeah, we good didn't. Stuff. We didn't do a shoot. I think we ended up just putting a table out there with a sign and you know some decorations and stuff and the pumpkins and yeah, the candy. I mean, somebody took the candy. We <laughs> didn't have that many kids this year. I think we got maybe a total of ten. <laughs> That's funny. It's not a street with yeah, a lot of decorating on it. Yeah. 
it seems like it does it seem like uh, a lot of people are saying um that they haven't been getting as many lately like in the past few years i i did a post and it was interesting um people that get a lot of kids seem to always get a lot of kids but people that didn't get a lot were saying my i didn't get any this year so Mm -hmm. i don't know interesting yeah. yeah And just maybe the way the way demographics are shifting around of where people are moving. Or mm-hmm. I think, too, there's so many of these, like, trunk-or-treat events now where, you know, you can go someplace that you know is enclosed and safe. And, um, and you know, whether it's a community or a police department or a church or whatever. Um, and I think you get just enough of those going that it, I don't think – I just don't know that, that many people go door-to-door anymore. I'll be honest. I really – I did feel like – if we were going to go trick-or-treating, like a part of me sensed a little bit of like, ooh, we need to be really careful. You know, mm. people would need to be careful because, and I think this is coming from seeing like a recent video of, of people like kicking down doors to try to rob people and everything. I've just been, feel like I've been seeing that a lot mm-hmm. um, and or hearing about it in our neighbor app and stuff. And some of it's been, uh, has happened like close enough just close enough i guess a part of me is thinking if you open the door and you open the door to the wrong people bam you, you know what i mean yeah you don't want to try to kick right 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 right, right. yeah, yeah I, I think it's yeah I, i'm sure there's that there's that possibility for people i i think it the other way i as a home as a person in the home i don't own it but as a person in the home i'm not afraid of who's coming to the door but if i were the parent of a child I would be afraid of where they're going, yeah. you know, yes. unless I knew, like, if I know my neighbors, like the kids that came to our door were, I know the kids across the street and the kids from down the street, like I recognized all of them. And then there was like another group that came later that I don't know where they came from, but they were little. Um, but I'm sure they were from right around the corner. There just aren't that many kids around here, but I'm sure that they were, they were pretty local, you know. Mm. I know there's, yeah. there's some, some places have neighborhoods that all the kids go to because they know where all the good candy is, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know. That's funny. Yeah. My sister, my sister-in-law's boyfriend lives in Portland. He lives in a very nice, very sweet neighborhood. Tons and tons of families and kids and all that. And he was all Mr. Oh, because we were like, we don't want the candy in the house, right? I'm not going to buy like really yummy Reese's peanut butter cups because if we only get 10 kids, I will eat the other 50 Reese's peanut butter cups, right? <laughs> so we only, we bought like hard candy and suckers and stuff like that. Well, he's like Mr. I'm buying full-size Hershey bars. And he was calling frantic, going, I'm running out of candy. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> they're all coming. They're eating all the candy. Like, well, you know what? A, you live in a nice neighborhood with lots of kids. And B, you're giving out the good stuff. We're, they're probably changing masks and coming back. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do I do? Like, the only thing you can do is turn off the lights and put up a sign saying, I'm out of candy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and hope you don't get egged. And hope you don't get egged. Right? <laughs> you went to... They they went and like swapped masks and I my mind went to they're like murmuring among each other and saying that house right? that house has the big candy go totally. go go go, go. Here, switch, switch masks with me here turn it inside out he'll never know there's too many of us <laughs> oh man well we'll wrap this up everyone first off rest in peace Matthew Perry yes. amen thank you for your entertainment your laughs yes. and your humanity and your shenanigans that were just yes. wonderful happy November. This is Lori Hardy's birthday month. <gasps> it is, isn't it? Coming up. 
Oh, God, it's not today, is it? Uh, same day President Kennedy got shot. Imagine being oh. six years old coming oh, home to everybody so bawling sorry. their eyes out. Oh, <laughs> it's oh, my birthday. No. Well, oh, now I'll remember it's gosh. the 22nd. Oh, gosh, that's terrible for you. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Shoot. Well, years later, the most wonderful person in the world was born. That's right. Lori Hardy. (laughs) Many years later. (laughs) Well, ladies, where can we find you on social media? I am on Twitter slash X at Claire Beverly, C-L-A-I-R-E-B-E-V-E-R-L-Y, and on threads at Claire Beverly Radio. Still on Facebook at Coach Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E dot com. I guess it's not a dot com. Facebook. Whatever. Yeah, it is <laughs> Facebook.com. Whatever. Sure. Flash Lori. Everything. <laughs> dot com. Dot com. Dot org. <laughs> and I'm on Twitter X at I'm Anna D. Woo-hoo. <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, I love you. I love you, too. Yay. This is Listen and Learn. 